Hi, you with Julian on the Brown Note, and why the West has lost its economic battle with China already, and why there isn't really a way back. And it's down primarily to the twin forces of globalization and economic neoliberalism that over the last 40 years have seen this economic paradigm shift that we've done to ourselves and foisted on the world and been its major losers. Uh, economically, globalization involves goods, services, data, technology, and the economic resources of capital. The expansion of global markets liberalizes the economic activities of the exchange of goods and funds, removing cross-border trade barriers and making global markets more feasible. Globalization, to a degree, has existed for probably millennia, if you count it as one country trading with another. And the difference in the modern era is it hasn't been about transferal of jobs out of your country or revenue raising out of your country to a foreign country in the same way as it's happened in the modern era. We'd trade with some far-off nation, bring their goods back, and it would lead to an economic increase in our country. The modern variant of it is about transferring the work and therefore the revenue being raised to another country and losing that revenue. After World War II, politicians led by a letter to the agreement of the Bretton Woods Conference in which major governments laid down the framework for international monetary policy, commerce and finance and the founding of several international institutions to facilitate economic growth, lowering trade barriers. Uh, since the 80s, modern globalisation has spread rapidly through the expansionism of neoliberal ideologies the implementation of neoliberal policies has allowed for the privatisation of public industry, deregulation of laws or policies that interfered with the free flow of the market, as well as cutbacks to government and social services. These neoliberal policies were introduced to many developing countries as well in the form of structural adjustment programmes that were implemented by the World Bank and IMF. These programmes required a country receiving monetary aid uh, to open its markets to capitalism, privatise public industry, allow free trade, cut social services like healthcare and education. Aren't we great in the West? So we did all these things that were bad for the developing world and forced our goods on them. And that was great for the West at first. But the trouble with neoliberalism is it's parasitic. And eventually we drained everything. And our companies begot, became ever more powerful and ever more rapacious. And then we turned these guns on our own people and we started sucking our own economies dry. Um, the collapse of the Soviet Union not only ended the Cold War's division in the world, it also left the US as a sole policeman, an unfettered advocate of the free market. Uh, it also resulted in the growing prominence of attention focused on the movement of disease and proliferation of popular culture, etc. Um, neoliberalism, uh, 20th century resurgence of 19th century ideas associated with economic liberalism, free market capitalism. Um, the post-war consensus is a thesis that describes the political cooperation in post-war British political history from the end of World War II to the late 1970s, which was then repudiated by the ground zero of neoliberalism, Margaret Thatcher. Majorities in both parties agreed on the post-war consensus. Uh, the consensus tolerated or encouraged nationalisation, strong trade unions, heavy regulation, high taxes and a generous welfare state. 
Even the right of politics was broadly on board before the 1980s with this idea. Neoliberalism is contemporarily used to refer to market-orientated reform policies, eliminating price controls, deregulating capital markets, lowering trade barriers, and reducing, through, uh, especially through privatisation and austerity measures, state influence on the economy. It's also commonly associated with the economic policies introduced by Margaret Thatcher in the UK and Ronald Reagan in the United States. It's been for 40 years straight an absolute failure for the West. Globalisation has been very good in the modern neoliberal version of it for developing countries because our own economies have got poorer but our companies have got richer. They've offshored so many jobs and manufacturing to the developing world that it's raising their economies but it is actually taking away revenue creation in our own co uh, countries. Our manufacturing has disappeared all but. And our consumers can no longer afford to buy the goods because society has become so expensive in our countries that we need these cheap goods from places like China. Uh, Globalisation has been very good for developing countries and neoliberalism has been very bad for the West but very good for globalisation. Um, we've transferred so many jobs to new countries that our own populaces don't have the money to pay to our own businesses anymore. You see department stores in Australia empty and people shopping online. It's not just down to convenience, it's down to cost. We have gutted our own economies through globalisation and neoliberalism so that we no longer have... These businesses have lobbied for their own end we'll likely see a large number of the American, uh, Australian department stores go bankrupt because we've just cut our consumer base completely because the jobs and the money are going overseas. Um, this all came through John Howard in this country and Thatcher and Reagan. I'll give you an example of what happened to Australia and why the economy hasn't worked for everyone or even most people. In 1981 in Sydney, it cost $64,000 to buy a three-bedroom home. The birthright of anyone on earth in this country was to have a three-bedroom home and raise a family. That was your birthright. That was the basic given that you would have. I live in Australia now. I've been here 20 years. None of us have a house. None of us. $64,000 in 1981 for a three-bedroom house. The average price in Sydney is about $250,000 in today's money. Imagine in today's money on an average wage in Sydney of $75,000 of having a $250,000 house to buy. Everyone would have a house. We'd all have houses. So it would have been, had it stayed at the same rate, $250,000 to buy a three-bedroom house in Sydney. It's now $1.1 million to buy an average three-bedroom home in Sydney. Wages can't keep up with that. You've got 75 grand as the average wage in Sydney and $1.1 million as the average three-bedroom house price, something like 13, 14 times the average wage. It used to be like three to four times the average wage was the standard mortgage on buying a home. And every working-class person would eventually be able to afford a home. Now the birthright has gone from being a man being able to afford to buy a three-bedroom home and raise a family to two well-paid middle-class people maybe being able to buy a two-bedroom flat for $800,000. Everyone else is shut out of the loop. 
A working class person in this country for the first time in history will never own their own home their whole life. Unless your parents are wealthy, you've got no hope. Um, these, this is a complete reversal of the paradigm of what the way of life that we were shown by America from the post-war period and the burgeoning economy and everyone being able to afford to have as a birthright a basic standard of living. We can't even buy a house anymore. Um, Americans have 36 million people on food stamps. In the richest country in the world, 36 million people need additional funding to buy food. 14,500 people working full-time at Walmart are on food stamps, and 8,780 McDonald's workers working full-time are on food stamps. You can work full-time in America and still need food stamps to be able to live. What we've done is we've eroded our own middle class completely, and we've eroded the bottom line as well. China has now, and this is why they've won the economic battle, China has an almost infinite capacity to fill low-paid jobs and because they're rising so many people economically through the new industries that have flourished in China, they are creating a burgeoning middle class. So they've got both sides of the equation growing exponentially. They've got a near limitless capacity to create new wealth in the middle class and a near limitless capacity for people to take up lower paid manufacturing jobs or service industry jobs and still have a quality of life. In the West, it is now so expensive to live in somewhere like Sydney, we have no more capacity to create those low paying jobs. We have no possibility in the future of having those manufacturing jobs because of economic neoliberalism. We hammered the unions, we lowered the wages, then we sent the jobs overseas anyway. And there's no way back from that. It's now too expensive to live in Sydney to be paid a low wage and exist. So we can't create wealth at the bottom and our middle class has already been eroded. An example, 20 years ago, the average American wage was 35 times higher than the average Chinese wage. In 2018, the average American wage was five times higher than the average Chinese wage. Their wages have gone up and up. But unlike the West, where our economic horizons have narrowed in the middle and the working classes to the point where there's less people in the middle class and the bottom acceptable level to live in a city with a $500 a week for a one-bedroom flat has been completely squashed. So we've got no capacity in either direction. But China has unlimited capacity. It's still got an enormously large population that can enter the workforce at the lower level and survive, and a limitless possibility for creating a burgeoning middle class. We have neither. Economic neoliberalism and the transfer of wealth through globalisation has destroyed the Western economies. And the UK and America alone are two of the fifth big, five biggest economies in the world. There's no way back for us. We've lost this battle already. They have too much going for them in China now with regards to people that can come into the workforce on low levels and regards to the people that are expanding the middle class 
We haven't got a leg to stand on. We're toast. This economic battle has been lost, and I can't see a way out of it. 